0: now a review you're with julian on the brown note on radio northern beaches and other things uh, and youtube and podcasting Uh, a review of the 1975 lost classic night moves Um, arthur penn is someone that needs a bit of a retrospective a pivotal director to emerge in the 60s the miracle worker isn't that well known now but got him his first nomination for best director at the oscars he won the golden lion with mickey one the chase i think is a film that is criminally underappreciated it's one of my favorite it's about sort of a bit about race and it's certainly about the almost civil war that was happening in america towards the end of the 60s between uh, very right wing sort of values and populism and the more progressive elements of society it's an almost unique film but it's one of my favorite marlon brando performances he's superb in it and it's also i think the major league debut of robert redford who plays the um the protagonist of the film uh, his next film was bonnie and clyde which um was one of the most acclaimed and important and counterculture films of the 1960s alice's restaurant followed uh, little big man visions of eight and then night moves which might have seen his career go into internal decline i don't think any of those previous films were very successful night moves was um very unsuccessful on release, um, and didn't get any of the credit that it deserves. Uh, it stars Gene Hackman as your classic gumshoe, private eye, sad sack guy, who roams around the night spying on people, and he gets uh, roped into the usual fare, which is a rich old soak uh, a rich lady who used to be an actress who now drinks all day her wayward 17 year old daughter very promiscuous young lady has gone missing and he she employs gene hackman to track her down the standard fare for any sort of private detective story particularly uh, as it's sort of got this setting it's usually in either miami or la this one's i think my, miami um now i've got a massive amount of appreciation for neo-noir which is uh, the film noir itself is a very well-established genre with films like the Maltese falcon my favorite the third man which has a number of elements to it which should continue through neo-noir so it's just a, a fragmentation of the genre and most famously around the sort of, you know, the private detective standing in the alleyway and all the the lighting and everything, and the femme fatale female character, uh, usually an anti-hero for the lead, Uh, Humphrey Bogart being the most prominent one. Neo-noir itself has thrown up some very interesting films, almost like the postmodern or acid western. Um, I think, in a way, Jean-Luc Godard's debut film... Um, buddha Suf or breathless a masterpiece one of the best films ever made straight 10 out of 10 um could be considered sort of like almost ground zero for this kind of film where the the idea of the detective story and the stylization of it everything becomes abstract particularly everything becomes existential um and less focused on plots and agatha christie twist points and so on Um, and often it puts a lead character in a world where he doesn't quite understand what's going on now I think the king of these movies is a film that you can find on the podcast that I reviewed on this show and gave nine and a half out of ten to uh called the is it Robert Altman's film I think it's Robert Altman's film The Long Goodbye another film that got no kudos on release but is now regarded as a classic it's a very stylized film uh, you don't really don't follow what's going on with the plot as much as you're in the moment, and the characters are so interesting uh, and their conversations and the way that it pans out feels a lot more like European cinema than it does straightforward detective yarns where you discover who done it. Who done it is often an answer you don't want. It's often something that makes more questions and gives answers and that film i think is a classic this deserves to be sat alongside it gene hackman chases this uh, young girl supposed to be 16 i think melanie griffiths uh who was only 15 years old when she played the role and is featured naked a few times in the film which caused him a great deal of problems uh because she was under under and she plays uh, she doesn't she's not shown sexually engaged but she is uh, shown nude and she was very very young it's quite interesting to see her she's given an appalling performance at the start and then i think they did reshoots a couple of years later which shows how protracted the uh, release of this film was and her acting has gone up dramatically she's really good in the the last few scenes you see her in um now this is a, a very simplistic plot he follows the journey of the melanie griffith's character to a film set where it seems people that she's had sexual relationships with like a stunt guy and an actor and and the guy that does a very very early performance from james woods as well as melanie griffiths in this film he's the guy that does the mechanics on the stunt vehicles he's like her best friend back home and he sort of like gets into altercations on her behalf and then she's fled on to her stepdad who lives in the florida keys with a woman played uh, Jennifer Warren. Uh, They live as a couple in the Florida Keys and he basically has a fishing boat and a seaplane and she just arrives on their doorstep and (laughs) causes mayhem. Gene Hackman finds her and returns her um, and along the way lots of very interesting things happen. Now I can understand why this film was a failure on release. It doesn't yield uh, enjoyment in in the way that you would expect. Uh, a, a detective yarn. Um, primarily, it focuses on one of the big tenets of neo noir. I guess you could call a movie drive neo noir as well, where um, the plot itself is something that's almost unknowable. And in a way, I really like films like that because I thought that Inherent Vice was a brilliant film by Paul Thomas Anderson. And not if you followed the story through once, but if you watch it again and let everything wash over you when you know what's happening i thought it was a magnificent film his most underrated film uh here you get gene hackman being pulled into this labyrinth world which seems very straightforward the whole missing melanie griffith story and all of those elements seem very straightforward she ends up dying in a stunt crash after she's been returned to her mum and this fires off the second round of the film where gene hackman believes he understands why she was killed believes he understands who did it and pursues those people to the end of the film he's generally wrong about what he's pursuing but him pursuing it and confronting people leads to them acting in a manner that propels the second half of the movie it's a self-fulfilling prophecy he's got his view of the world based on his limited horizon and it presents him with a view of the world that's actually incorrect because he can't see the wider picture of what's going on but what he does have is an impact on that wider picture that leads to catastrophe for virtually everyone involved this is a very unusual film it belongs alongside the long goodbye it's a magnificent piece of work gene hackman's one of my favorite actors He gives a a low-key performance here but he's a fascinating man driven by his own demons and driven by the fact that he hasn't acted the way that he said he's acted to even his wife who he finds out is cheating at the start. uh, He said that he uh, tracked down his lost parents and and had spent a week with his dad. He makes up a lot of his own life. The ending itself is fascinating, just a mind-blowing ending to this film. And I love the whole notion of this character lost in this world where you don't, you get to the end of the film and you're still not really sure what's happened. But he has started in motion a series of events himself. He is the story. There's so much existentialism going on in this film. I wish I had more time to talk about it. Unfortunately, I don't. But I strongly recommend you track down this wonderful film from the 1970s. I think it plays much better now than it did before. There might be the odd foible with uh, Melanie Griffiths' acting, but Jennifer Warren has one of the best scripted female roles you'll ever see. How she wasn't a bigger star than she was. She is fantastic. And all of the shifting sands the characters live on, I love. It's the kind of film that I think I'll end up watching a lot of times. So Night Moves is a thorough recommend from me. A forgotten lost classic deserving i think of a nine and a half out of ten for its unique vision and it being representative of the twin pillars of neo-noir for me both i gave nine and a half out of ten a long goodbye and night moves nine and a half out of ten uh this is from the uk